Hey everyone, good afternoon. This is Coach Mark Nolan with another episode of Don't Kick Your Coverage, the only dedicated podcast, 100% for the high school athletes and their parents. We are excited to have another guest on our show today. I've known Dr. Krantz and his daughter, Dr. Krantz, for probably 30 some odd years. Well, Sam's not that old, but I've known Dr. Krantz for many, many years. Dr. Krantz has been my personal a chiropractor, whenever I had problems with my L1 through L5, he's taught me a lot about the vagus nerve, everything else that goes on. So I know he's a dedicated man who talks about chiropractic care, as well as, you know, what we talk about a lot with the young athletes. I've sent a lot of athletes from Atlanta over to him, especially kickers and punters, right? Because we know how, how difficult it is to be a kicker and punter. And so we're going to discuss some things today about chiropractic care and then, uh, Dr. Sam's going to talk about what she's uh, doing now with her focus for the young, uh, young people, especially when it comes to hydration, flexibility, and training. So with that, we're going to kick off the afternoon session with Dr. Krantz and Dr. Krantz. Good afternoon. How are you today? Good. Wonderful. Good, Marcus. Good to see you. Good to see you again. So for, for those of you who, uh, who don't know Dr. Krantz, he's been, um, he's been in the chiropractic care since like 1835 or something like that. I think he's been around since... Abe Lincoln was on the, uh, was it was president. And of course his lovely daughter just recently graduated, correct? Correct. As, an, as a newly minted doctor of chiropractic care. Uh, Dr. Kranz has an office uh, in my, right near me. And I go to him religiously uh, at least twice a month to get myself squared away, especially when I'm at their training with the young kickers and punters. And he has to help me get a readjusted after a, a long weekend. So with that, we're going to kick off our questions. Okay, Dr. Kranz. And you guys handle it however you want to take. You can take one, you can take the other one, and we'll start from there. How's that? Great. Perfect. All right. And we know you got a short stop at one, so we're going to do our best to stay under that time zone, okay? Great. So, Dr. Krantz, either one, uh, why did you start on this journey of wanting to help young athletes out and the others you treat in your practice? And for those who don't know what that path and what it takes like to become a doctor in your field. You know, Mark, um, unfortunately, a lot of our athletes who are trained to be athletes get injured for things that could be easily prevented. Mm. We find that they're not stretching enough, they're not hydrating enough, mm. not preparing for the activities that build strong muscles and ligaments. Mm -hmm. and, and we see a lot of this because trainers are not doing their job properly. So when they present in our office, they have back problems, neck problems, shoulder problems, knee problems. And uh, it's unfortunate because these are very young, healthy people. So we got involved in taking care of a lot of athletes-to-be because of these injuries that would surface and more often than not, weren't necessary. So um, I've been practicing since 1978 and I've been teaching at Life University this is my 46th year. And what I teach uh, is trauma and injuries uh, to the human body. And we do that with a natural approach. Um, it doesn't include medication. It does include uh, epidural steroid injections to your spine. It does include the Advil or leave that's used to rescue people. We do it in a natural way because we know that the body wants to heal if you give it the opportunity. So it's very rewarding when you get an athlete that's injured, can't perform, and then you reset him and, and his spinal health comes back in good terms. And now he can be an athlete and be rewarded for his efforts or good. her efforts. Good, good. So what, what was it that got you into the business of chiropractic care? Were you all of a sudden walking down the boardwalk one day and saw this really attractive young lady like, hey, I'm going to go date her. And then you find out it's, you know, going to be your future wife, or you just go, hey, I want to be a chiropractor. Did you yeah, make actually, day and say that? You know, every chiropractor has his or her own story. Yeah. I was a advanced paramedic. I worked on an ambulance. It, there was a horrific accident. Uh, unfortunately, the patient was on the gurney, uh, was killed. Oh, boy. And everybody, including myself, fell down the steps. And uh, I injured, I had a brain trauma, and I injured uh, several discs in my spine. So after uh, 13 hospitalizations, uh, my mother said, I must see this Dr. Carl DePavio in Philadelphia. And to make it very short, long story short, 
he saved me from two neck and back fusions. Wow. Um, you know, I wanted to be a veterinarian and I started to get very interested in chiropractic. And before I knew it, I located from Philadelphia to Georgia. Um, I, I was gained a mission to Life University. I started to teach there, teaching trauma. And then I graduated in uh, December 1978. So my story is what chiro the miracle of chiropractic, what it's done for me and how it rescued me and how it prevented me from having uh, surgery that cannot be reversed. Wow. Sam, how about you? Did you just wanted to follow your dad's footsteps or did he, uh, did you see really, this is something that you wanted to do as well? Well, I have been adjusted since I was a few minutes old. My, as soon as I was delivered, <laughs> God adjusted me. And my whole life, I was adjusted. So, you know, my life grew, when I was growing up, I had a very healthy lifestyle. You know, if my dad felt like I was about to get sick. He would adjust me and I would never miss a day of school for being sick. Um, I was a competitive athlete. I paid, played tennis my whole life. Um, and I never had injuries that a lot of my other teammates had. And, you know, growing up, I just thought we were a normal family. My dad's a chiropractor. You know, he works on bones every day. If I ever feel like I'm getting out, he would adjust me. And I, I had a very healthy lifestyle growing up. Um, and I, you know, took that for granted until I went to college and I was on my way to be a pre-med. I had a goal to be a pediatric neurologist. I unfortunately lost my brother at the age of eight from epilepsy. And so my goal had always been set. I want to help as many children as possible to achieve their dreams, whether that's playing football in college, but they had a neurological um, issue and maybe that would have inhibited from them doing that or, you know, just hitting those normal milestones. And so I went through the pre-med track. I graduated um, with highest honors from my college with three majors. Um, and I, you know, worked in the hospital as a EMT as well, and did, was also a research specialist. And in that year gap between college and, you know, what I was thinking was going to be medical school, mm -hmm. I realized that, you know, although I grew up with chiropractic, that was where my passion was. My passion was to find what was happening in these, um, you know, in these kids and to fix what's actually happening and not just putting a bandaid over what is happening. So my passion ultimately grew into, I needed to become a chiropractor. I went through four years um, of school after college and I just graduated again um, from chiropractic school. And now my goal is to finish my diploma in pediatrics so I can continue helping kids just like my dad gave us that hope when we were kids um, and give our kids that. Awesome. Uh, so uh, I'll throw this out. What's the, what's the most favorite part of your job and the least favorite part of your job? You know what? Doctors of chiropractic have this continuous energy to educate people mm -hmm. and educate people that drugs are necessary in a crisis. Sometimes surgery is necessary, but a healthy diet, a healthy mind, keeping your spine free of pinched nerves ultimately gives you the best reward. Um, as a chiropractor, I, I offer our patients and family, we offer them health, we offer them happiness and, uh, you know, a, a clean uh, way of living. So when a patient comes in our, in our office and they have terrible back pain going down their leg and we explain to them that they have a subluxation, a pinched nerve, and we can reduce that, take the pressure off the nerve naturally. Not only do they regain a freedom of pain, but more often than not, they'll come in and say, you know, uh, I'm not urinating as much. I'm sleeping better. Uh, I'm digesting food better. So that's what's so most rewarding, Good. educating people. And I continue to educate at Life University, my students. Good. So it's very rewarding. How about the least favorite part? <laughs> my least? Uh, when a patient does well, and then you tell them about continuing this lifestyle, and then they go back and forget about all the knowledge we gave them. And they go back on medications over the counter to right. take the yeah. symptoms. Yeah. You, know, you know, Mark, we're taught that the absence of symptoms is health. And that, 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 that is not, that's not real. That's not true. By the time you have symptoms, you've had health problems for a long period of time. Mm. Uh, people develop chest pain. They develop difficulty in breathing. That's their first heart attack. 
Unfortunately, it may be their last uh, day of living. Uh, all these diseases come on slow and they're progressive. Uh, it's just that we can inform someone and put them on the right route and then they just disrail, uh, usually because of convenience. So that's my least favorite. Okay. What is, um, you know, here's, a, here's one that's really tied into that really gets me a lot. You know, what is the one idea that experts in your field say that you may disagree with? And I say, not just chiropractic experts, but, you know, specifically in the weight training and strength conditioning side and how you look at this situation and it affects them as athletes, especially the younger athletes. Um, so, so in terms of um, as an athlete, so it really starts at birth and then it goes as they get older. Um, we see that 8 million children a year are participating at 13 or older in sports, mm -hmm. which is incredible. You know, mm -hmm. participating in sports helps with their heart, helps with their lung function, helps with their, their um, moods, brain function. There's all these, you know, great benefits in participating in sports that we see. But if you aren't keeping that spine healthy and keeping those muscles and the spine healthy and aligned, you see those continual um, injuries that pop up. And just like in training or, you know, in physical therapy and everything, it is important to keep those kids and those, their bodies that are still developing, um, functioning at the highest level we can keep them functioning. And that's why it's important to follow through and making sure they're getting trained properly, like what you do, Mark, that they're getting that right um, function at the beginning and educating their brain on how, how do we, do we kick appropriately so that that kicker is able to have a career that they're not going to have injury after injury. So mm -hmm. I think it, you know, it all wraps around if we keep everything in line um, in all these different aspects, that child has such a better chance of being able to grow healthy and to be able to continue that passion of playing a sport or any passion. I mean, even if they go out and they're not playing sports anymore, um, they're still working. You can't, a lot of times we get um, complaints. Oh, I have low back pain because I'm sitting at a desk all day. Well, that goes right back to what was that history like when you were 15, mm. 16 years old? Right. What were you doing back then? And it all goes back to that. Right. You know, Mark, I'll tell you something else. <clears throat> your clients, your students are very lucky to have someone like you. You have an abundance. You've played the game. You've been injured. You're educated. And it's not your first rodeo. Mm -hmm. We find that some of these athletic trainers at school don't have the knowledge or experience as you do. And sometimes they mislead students in an improper lifting, improper hydration, improper stretching. That's so, that's the basics. Right. So we really need to expand on someone call himself an athletic trainer. They must have the credentials, the experience and been through the agonies of uh, injuries. That's my personal thoughts. Now you're very, you're, it's very well, a great point. Cause I, I see it all the time. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll have kids that come back to me and they tell me my coach tells me I'm not, you know, I'm not doing enough dead squats and I'm not doing this squats. And then I show them, I show them when they're just re replicating that, that motion, how that's bad for their hips. I mean, you know, I, I there was two cases where I, I had to help uh, a, 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 a kid actually had two evulsion fractures. And the trainer at that school misdiagnosed him. And I said, no, man, you, you got to go. He's got an evolution fracture. No, no, there's no way. And sure enough, it was. And, and at least the, the person called me back on the phone and said, hey, I want to thank you very much because I didn't pick that up. And it's not really my area of concentration. I'm like, well, maybe it should be, you know. So, you know, we, we, we all have, to your point, we all have those people that, you know, have certifications. But sometimes they missed and we all miss stuff. But I, I think it's really, when you look at the chiropractors like yourself, who will focus on a lot of different things and procedures in the area of chiro chiropractic care, is there one that you focus on over others? Like, are there more common conditions you treat athletes for and why they come to you as opposed to just old farts like me? <laughs> Mark, so many of the injuries we see can be preventable. Preventable with proper training, good hygiene, and good active exercises. Preventable. And covering it up with ibuprofen, Aleve, mm -hmm. Tylenol, takes care of the symptom, but the, the 
the disease process continues. Mm. You know that so well yourself. Yes. So, yes. I would say we see a lot of concussions, um, low back um, issues. We see thoracic issues, so that upper back from um, you know heavy weight training. Sure. You know, one thing um, that always drives us nuts, we say, do you put padding on when you're doing those heavy weights? And they don't. And if you think about that compression of that bar and how much that bar weighs with the added weight, that is putting compression right onto the top of where that thoracic spine meets with your cervical spine. Sure. So, you know, little things like that we see, we see every week. Um, and how important it is, especially with concussions and sports related, you have to make sure that that concussion is healed properly before you go out and play again. Um, and so a lot of times we do a full, we do a full exam. Anytime a patient comes in that has a sports related injury, we do a full orthopedic exam. We check their blood pressure. We check all the neurological um, exam factors because we want to make sure we have a full idea of what's going on with that patient before we decide what treatment protocol we're going to do. Um, we do in our office, we use a lot of different therapies um, that might make us a little bit different. We have cold light laser, which I know you know about. Yes, yes, um, yes. We have red light laser. Mm -hmm. um, we have decompression. Uh, so we have all these different therapies in our office that allow for us to get to that tissue that is, you know, either injured or might need some uh, work on because of inflammation. And we do see that a lot on our, our um, young athletes, that inflammation and that low back, if there's a low back injury, gets so inflamed that those kids aren't even able to stay standing for a few minutes. Right. So if we address all of those issues and then go to the root of what's happening. So that root, say we have a low back issue and say that L5 spinous has gone to the right or to the left or it's come back. Um, we go to that, we fix that with the hope of correcting that subluxation. And then we also treat that inflammation. So it's an overall care that they're getting. Um, and we see incredible results with all of our athletes and our older patients that are athletes too. We have patients that are still like you and they're still playing baseball, softball, tennis. We have Pickle, pickleball, pickleball, pickleball now. You know, and it's, <laughs> they know the importance of how that all is correlated to one another. Yeah. And you know, like, um, even something as simple as texting go to any restaurant, any gathering or gathering with parents or with family members and everybody's texting. Oh yeah. And this is just a poor position. Yeah. This causes you to lose the curve in your neck, get pinched nerves. And it's so easy to correct that. Raise your, 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 your computer, your cell phone higher. Try not to create text neck, which leads to a lot of problems. Hmm. So in something simple, usually, Less is better than more, Mark. Okay, interesting. Uh, so to that point, if you could have a gigantic billboard, you know, anywhere in Atlanta or in the world, metaphorically speaking, and getting a message to millions or even billions of folks, you know, what would it say and why? And that's, I guess we should just focus on the athletes for the, from our standpoint right now. And their parents, of course, and their, and, their, and their mom and dads and their grandparents and whoever else are helping them out. I, um, I think that's a, it's a very interesting, there's a million things that come to my mind. Um, but I think when it comes to young athletes, there's three things you want. You want your child to be happy. You want them to be healthy. And then you want a holistic mindset. You know, we want to do, um, our children deserve to have this holistic approach and the holistic approach in our standpoint means that we're working together with every type of provider to give your child the best care that they deserve. And whether that's drinking more water, vitamins, minerals, um, if they need physical therapy, what type of training they're getting, getting adjusted regularly. Um, those are all the things that I contribute into being that holistic mindset. Mm. Um, that, that's something that I think you taught, you know, you taught me and my mentors um, that those three things come together hand in hand. And, you know, I know one thing that you've always said is um, to your patients, would you rather see me for the rest of your life and get adjusted and come in here once a month? Or would you rather be um, married to taking um, medication and medication? Yeah. One thing yeah. that always stuck to me because, you know, I'm lucky enough that I grew up 
with a chiropractic fodder and I never had to take antibiotics. I've never had to have a surgery done on me. Um, no, so, no, no tubes in your ears. <laughs> yes. So like, you know, those are all things that we see. And I was lucky enough to be that healthy and happy and holistic child that I was because of that. And so that's a great data set, right? So you had data, <coughs> excuse me, since, since you were a baby of things that have helped you out because of the chiropractic care and because of the things that your dad has instilled in you as, you know, not just a patient, but as his, as his daughter, who he loves, who went through sports and everything else. So that, that's very, that's, that's a very good data set to have about how healthy you are and why you want to see kids continue that health uh, for themselves as they get older. Of course. Andy, anything for you would you would like to add there? Well, you know, Mark, this is kind of scary, but there's a thing called the Windsor autopsies. And there is a surgeon in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a very respectful surgeon. And he saw that if a spine was misaligned, that nerve would have be impinged and it would affect the organ that it controlled. So what this Dr. Henry Windsor said, he did several thousand autopsies. Wow. And he would look, he would autopsy the spine and he'd find where a nerve has been pinched or what we call subluxated. Mm. And he'd follow that nerve to the organ and without seeing the end result at autopsy, he would say, this person died from a heart attack. This person died from diabetes. This person died by, from kidney failure. And he made his diagnosis based on the nerve controlling that organ. How about that? And that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. And he did have, it, did have it published. So, you know, there's more the health than going to a chiropractor once a month. Yeah. You know, there is stress reduction exercise get fresh air think positive stay away from people who think different than you mm. stay away from people that think negativity because mm. that uh, that approach your body but this windsor report by a medical doctor a surgeon pretty impressive that uh, we need to be more controlled we, we need to have responsibility to our body because it wants to heal and it is self-healing well, I'm going to try to get a hold of that and then send it out to everybody on my podcast that um, after, after I'm done this, I'll try to find that and, and see um, how, how long ago was that? I have it for you, Mark. Oh, when you, awesome. When you phone in for your adjustment next week, I have it for you. Oh, awesome. That's excellent. Um, are there any, you know, are there any quotes that you think about uh, or live by your life by, or even that you guys have in your practice to help inspire your staff? You know, when I was a kid, my mommy would say, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Mm -hmm. I figured that's pretty profound. But after going through school, after teaching all these years, an apple is incredible. An apple gives you fiber, which is great for your colon. Mm -hmm. An apple gives you fiber, which naturally lowers cholesterol. You don't, you don't need to be on statin drugs forever that affect your liver. An apple exercises your teeth and the bone and the ligaments mm -hmm. to keep your gums healthy. Mm -hmm. So little things like an apple day keeps the doctor away. Yeah, um, good. Cliches that go back years and years and years for me have become reality. Right. Yeah, that's great. That, that, that's, that's always great advice, especially when it comes from, from our parents, because they were never wrong. You know, or our grandparents, they're never wrong either, you know, and uh, right. our son finally has realized that now he's 27, that I wasn't an idiot, that he thought I was when he was in high school. And now he's, uh, now that he's going to become a doctor as well, you know, he's finally that, you know, maybe, maybe my mom and dad weren't really that goofy uh, when they were, when I was 16. Yeah. So um, how about you, Sam? Any, any uh, thing that you live your life by? Yeah, so Thomas Edison said, um, the doctor of the future will give no medicine, but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame and diet and in the cause and prevention of disease. Hmm. And I think that speaks so much volume to what we do every day. Um, you know, we both worked in, I was an EMT, he was a paramedic, and you, medicine is so important when you need it. You know, in the case of emergency, they are the, the place, you, you know, that is where you want to be. Um, but if we can take care of that framework of our body um, and sports and anything we do, um, 
like Thomas Edison is saying, we're preventing disease. We're preventing things from later on in that future for that to follow up with us. And here, Mark, Hippocrates, strong, healthy, brilliant man. He's the father of medicine. His quote is, the doctors of the future will be more concerned about the framework of the body and keeping the body in motion. Right? This goes back hundreds of years. Wow. Thomas Edison, yeah. pretty important guy. You're right. Pretty damn important. Right, right. So a lot of these things are now surfacing and they're powerful and they're meaningful. And that's yeah. what we try to live by. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, you know, and going with that, we all have our great sayings and, you know, things we live by and hell that helps us out. But, you know, you look at those people that have been around for a couple hundred years. I mean, either they were so brilliant back then and way ahead of the people, or we have failed for so many years of listening to those great people 200, 300 years ago, and we're still doing goofy things for our body when the the other ones are you know the old tried and true keep an apple a day or the or how we look at things back back in the day now it seems all it's all about you know getting into the weight room you know with the shiny objects and you know bulking up and everything else not saying bulking up's bad but as you know one of my best friends is the only nine time uh, mr universe bodybuilding champion all steroid free doesn't take any steroids 72 years old amazing guy alvon uh, so how has a failure, Andy or Sam, or like even an apparent failure set you up for a later success? And do you have like a favorite, a favorite failure of, of yours? Hmm. Thinking. Um, so you're saying how has a failure of mine set me up for success later on? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll give you a great example. You know, a lot of, uh, Michael Jordan got cut from his basketball team, okay, when he was a freshman. Well, coach said, you're not good enough, never going to play basketball, go do something else, you know. And he was cut from the team. He, well, he could have easily given up and said, no, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go do something else. Or he just said, no, I'm just going to work harder, get better, be better than the other guys. And that was his failure became a success. Yeah, I mean, I I have two examples. I you know one is sport related and one like more of an, on the educational you know side. Um, my one example of sports is my freshman year. Um, so I you know always played my whole life. I played competitive tennis, and our high school. I was at a public high school and it was very very competitive. You there was you were going for one spot as a freshman. Mm. Um, one spot was open, and there was probably my year. There was probably. 10 to 15 of us competing for that one spot in tennis, and, right? So what do you have? Five, five people in tennis, six in varsity, like, um, you know, three singles players and then uh, two sets of doubles for doubles. Yeah. So, you know, we trained for this one spot for our high school varsity tennis team. We trained, we trained, and I went to try out played very, very well. Um, but I didn't make that team my freshman year. And I, instead, my dad said, well, why don't you do something else to keep you active, keep training for tennis, and you'll get it that next year for varsity. Um, so what I did was I did track. I joined the track team. I ran every single day and I still went to my tennis and I ended up um, graduating high school. I was one state championship for our league. Um, I, you know, had all these these things that if I would have let that bring me down, that, you know, I didn't make a team uh, for a sport that I loved instead, I just kept working harder. How else could I get that endurance and get what I needed to, to get that spot on that team and then to then win state championship? Mm. Um, so, it, you know, it taught us a lot about discipline and about how you can't let things bring you down. And on the other side, from an education standpoint, um, I was diagnosed with a reading disability. Um, or like probably around um, middle school, I was, um, you know, a straight age student, but when I would go to take a multiple choice exam, something wasn't matching up. And they found out that when I was putting my answers from the test to a multiple choice, um, I wasn't transferring it properly. It was something in my brain. So instead of letting that inhibit me and not do well in standardized tests, um, it was, to me, it would have been a failure, but to my parents, they said, how can we work with you to get you to that point? So I re-taught my brain how to answer questions. My dad adjusted the, the bone that goes straight to my brain function that was 
missing, you know, missing up right there. And um, I scored extremely high on my ACTs, got into the honors program at College of Charleston, and then I was on the full scholarship for chiropractic for my academics. So it's just those little things that instead of just going to one side, how can we make ourselves better and figure out other alternatives? Right, right. And I think nowadays, you know, I, I and I'm a big failure into positivity standpoint. Andy, you know, we, there was a study that was done a couple of years ago that said by the time a child is three years old, they hear the word no 250,000 times. So, yeah. you know, the negative that, that neg well, no, not, don't put your hand on the hot stove. That's a good one to have. Right. But all the negative things that drive it, you know, I actually think are part of that failure pattern that, you know, some of these kids today either are afraid to fail or they've, they're too entitled to fail where mom and dad say, ah, it's okay, Johnny. Well, you know, sometimes it's not okay. It's, 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 you got to suck it up and you got to get stronger. So uh, here's a couple of questions and we're almost done. Believe it or not, we're, we're doing pretty good. In the last five years, uh, you know, pre and now then post COVID, what new belief or behavior or habit uh, has most improved your practice even more so? What do you think about the high school athletes and their parents will need to focus on post-COVID. And, you know, look, there's, like, gosh, there's some new COVID cases coming up right now. So what would you suggest to them? Again, um, having a healthy immune system, because, I mean, the, the most important thing post-COVID is keeping this immune system up. You know, there's still, like you said, there's still COVID cases going on. Um, mm -hmm. It affected so many families during that time period. We had kids not in school. Um, they were at home learning because of this virus. And I think that we'll see those impl implications of what that COVID period did. I think we'll see that many years um, down the line, especially in our high school students that spent that, that time period at home. And really from an athletic standpoint, that either they weren't getting, you know, there was no football games, there was no training, everything was at home. So I think, you know, going forward it is so important more than ever to make sure that these kids are getting the right training they're keeping their immune system up in whichever way is possible getting adjusted eating healthy um water water is so important to the to the body it keeps that those spines hydrated the bones and the spine hydrated um it keeps all their functions um running at optimal levels so all those things are so important now more than ever because we can't afford to you know lose that time again and, and you know, Mark, uh, one of the positive things came up from that virus. Um, it was a very bad, almost four years. An awful lot of people su suffered and died. But they realized they were doing a lot of blood studies. And during this four-year period, they're finding out that more often than not, people had a vitamin D uh, deficiency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The reason why they're vitamin D deficient, they weren't getting sun. Sunlight. Yep. Sunlight. So they found out that if they would take vitamin D in a natural form, Vitamin D is great for your bones, great for your connective tissue. It's great for your brain and also gives you the ability to be healthier. And it's a very inexpensive vitamin. So a lot of positive things happen during that time. But again, we go back to nutrition. Apple day keeps the doctor day away. Try to drink half your body weight in water if you can. Think positive. <clears throat> what helps your immune system. This is great for the body that our creator developed for us. And I'll say, you know, I work a lot with kids and the, the parents will bring in the kids. They'll say, oh, I feel like they're getting sick and we'll adjust them. And I would, we'll get, I would say almost every single time we get a message that night, um, that this patient is feeling so much better. Fever's gone. They're not congested. They're back, you know, back at school the next day. So if we catch it before it turns into this full um, infection or virus, that also is helpful. Um, so, you know, we see it all the time. These kids are coming in sick. Um, we're able to adjust them, give them some recommendations on how to keep that immune system, you know, when it's trying to fight something, how to keep it going. Um, and, you know, we have them all on vitamins too. Yeah, and, and, you know, our practice, Mark, as you know, I've taken care of you for centuries and centuries. Centuries. But, yeah, not just the chiropractic adjustment, not just chiropractic, but we talk about happiness. Mm -hmm. health and and getting a good mindset that's all part of it uh the, the, there's more to it than just chiropractic there's more to it than medicine 
And um, we're just excited what we do. We enjoy doing it. We do it passionately. And it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, healing art. Yeah, there was a study that was done not too long ago, and they, they asked two questions. Do you think we need to have, <coughs> excuse me, we need to have more positive remarks or less negative remarks? And overall, overall, the response was less negative remarks. Because, you know, I, you know, I did a podcast not too long ago where I talked about myself, of course, being like how hard I am on myself. And I could do that, you know, when I was out playing golf or kicking a football. I was always the hardest person on myself. Uh, and I think athletes get a lot of that. Of course, sometimes uh, the parents will have those backseat conversations. You know, as soon as the game, it's, the match is over, the game is over, the, you know, the mom or dad will focus on the wrong thing. They'll focus on the one missed ball or the one mass kick or the one missed double fault, you know, from a tennis standpoint, as opposed to, you know, what, how well they did. And I don't know why that is like that, but it just seems like it's a, it's a, it's becoming a more, the more coaches I talk to throughout the United States uh, on all my podcasts and everything I'm doing, it seems like, you know, we, we talk about the positivity standpoint. I think a lot of it has to be driven by the parents as well. So that's why we're talking about, you know, when would you tell the parents and the high school athletes to get in the proper game of, and proper mindset of stretching and hydration as they get older. Should they be at U6? You should be seven years old, you should eight years old. And, and of course, how often and when should they stretch and hydrate and maybe even, you know, visit a chiropractor like yourselves? You know, it really comes, it comes down to going to a person that's compassionate and has character traits of integrity and loves what they're doing. As far as, Seed planting, would you rather have a, a head full of negative seeds or positive seeds? Mm. And positive seeds are best driven by example. You as a person being the example, just not talking your talk. And for a side note to your audience, Mark, this has nothing to do with this, about this podcast. Mark is an authority for cheesesteaks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want a good cheesesteak or a good hoagie? Mark is your source. <laughs> in right. fact, he went to New Jersey several times and brought to our office cheesesteaks and hoagies. I did. He's the source. I did. All true? All true. And, you know, working in a pizzeria for four years, you know, for some Sicilians, uh, you know, I clearly knew how to make a cheesesteak hoagie better than anybody else did. Because if it's not, I was probably going to get Guido to come visit me at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, knock me around. So... Oh. Well, Mark, Mark, I can remember the story. Mark brought like 10 hoagies to our office from, for our staff. I did. Yeah. That you had to uh, go on a jet airline. I did. There's food in the jet. And meanwhile, people want to attack him. Uh, the airlines do this when <laughs> people next to you, but you were strong and you made the delivery. And for that, we're grateful. <laughs> you're, 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 you're certainly welcome. You're certainly welcome. So. You know, and I guess the last one or two questions we have is, you know, as we move, you know, from those winter days of training to now, you know, spring and summer and the various strength and conditioning high school coaches out there, how important is it that from a strength and conditioning coaching standpoint, who is, you know, still stuck in the 60s mentality of just heavy, heavy, heavy lifting over proper lifting and stretching, must learn the newer techniques and issues around like FMS, you know, functional movement screening and other new techniques that you guys use in your practice. Well, I would say no matter what age it is, I mean, we could start from our, you know, one to two year olds that are just learning how to walk all the way up to our older patients. Proper training is so important when it comes to strength. Um, so making sure that that is done properly will help them throughout all of their years. Um, we, we sometimes don't even think about, you know, if we're conditioning and doing it and, and, you know, like you said, in like a 1960s mentality, that's not updated to what we know now. So much research has been done um, on the benefits of strength and conditioning correctly and how that helps. I mean, when we're conditioning, we're affecting our whole body. 
we're affecting the muscles, we're, um, we're affecting the tissues that surround the muscles, our nerves, the disc. And I'm sure you can talk about it too, but our, some of our older athletes that come in, their post, you know, their career of athlete, you know, they have torn meniscus. Oh yeah. They have, I mean, my husband grew up playing competitive football. He was supposed to play in college. He tore his labrum 360 degrees. Ooh. And he still, to this day, suffers. Suffers, and he got it replaced. He still, to this day, has clicking in his shoulder and has this in his shoulder. And he always says, "I wish I knew now. Not now. I married a chiropractor, and I married a chiropractic family. But I wish that chiropractic would have been required for us when we were little in elementary school playing football, and that I would have been checked because I don't think I would have had the injuries I had now." Mark, I think it's so important that when parents take a child to be trained in any capacity, know what that trainer is, mm -hmm. how much experience, what their credentials are, and if they walk the same walk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they can be, easily be overtrained, undertrained, mistrained, and that's a real problem for health and well-being. And we have, you know, some patients that come in and they're athletes and, you know, we'll, we'll take x-rays and we'll see that there's a lot of damage already been done. And we'll yeah. say, we need to really work on this area. We need you not only from a chiropractic standpoint, but we need conditioning and training done correctly. And we need this, this child to rest for a week or two weeks. Yeah. And they don't want, the, the parents don't want that. They don't want to hear that. They're, that one to two weeks could mean that that child is off the, the court for one to two weeks. Because they've been wrongly advised. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> right. Wrongly advised. It's so. Very true. Very, you know what they went you know how they've been wrongly advised. There is, and it's never been a study, but you'll hear people, and you see a lot of social media people. And two two things I see. One is I, I the, the parent who wasn't an athlete when they were growing up, a competitive athlete, now is taking on the, you know, the 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 side of being the parent slash coach slash whatever for their younger child. And they've never been through that. You know, like I talk about high school football kids, you know, we we have about, we do about 20 hours a week during high school football season, right? Just football knowledge. Now we move into college. I have about four kids. I'm going for national signing day tomorrow. I'm going to like four different high schools for all the guys I've helped out uh, in my small way. They're all getting signed. And I keep on saying to them, do you know that in football and college is about 43 and a half hours a week now. So you're going to go from 20 hours a week, you know, in high school to now doing 43 and a half hours a week in college with a whole different set of things going on, you know, your own nutritional people, everything else going on. So, you know, one of the things that we, we try to educate the parents on is like a simple thing as orthotics, you know, they'll go out and spend $400 for a pair of, you know, Nike Tiempos. And then they'll, the insert was made by, you know, a sweatshop somewhere in China somewhere, and there's nothing to it, you know, yeah. and that's an important, like, why wouldn't you, if you spend $400 for this, why wouldn't you spend another 20 or 30 or $40 to get the proper insoles or orthotics to help your, your, your help your, your help your son or daughter out? Just sometimes it, to me, it's mind boggling, but you know, anything about that you want to add? Oh, and, I agree. And it, and it comes down to maybe they were directly directed the wrong way. Maybe yes. someone gave them advice, which was not good advice because they're not going knowledge. Right. I mean, knowledge is important, but it has to be coupled with experience. And, uh, and that's what's so very important. And, you know, the, the shoes are some of the most, our feet, go. They, they hold our whole body on them. Yeah, right. They hold our whole weight on our feet. And, um, you know, repetitive, I think the big thing, like repetitive micro trauma is what adds up to a big trauma. And if we're walking uneven or toe out or toe in, and you don't have that orthotic support, if you have a flat foot or a more rounded foot, whatever it is, you're now starting problems in your feet that then links to your knees, that then link to your hips. It's all a kinetic chain. Correct. Oh, no, you're ab absolutely right. And, you know, the final thing I'll say is that, you know, we as kickers, when, we, when we're kicking what we call a hurdle on kickoffs, uh, just on football kickoffs, you know, we're landing basically on concrete when you look at, you know, AstroTurf, right? And there's so many guys that get into the 40s and 50s that have to have hip replacement surgeries because of that. So yeah. it's it, it's like, okay, if we can get them properly trained in high school and have the, the education of the coaching staff to be much better 
uh, aligned with what the athlete and the parent needs, I think that's that becomes that that holistic approach that the, both of you are so you know dialed into. So from a no, Mark, it's very very interesting, but I I do want to say prevention, prevention, prevention. Prevention leads to a, a proper road to health. Let's always do it. And with prevention is education. And you know, you you're right about that. One of the things, Andy, I forgot to bring up, and and, and Sam, you were talking about it, is you know. These kids don't have enough recovery, I believe. There is a, one kid I trained a long time ago in high school. He was a great baseball player, a great football player, a great basketball player. And he chose he chose not to go on a football scholarship to Georgia Tech. He decided to go play for uh, the Diamondbacks. And I said to him, you know, at a at a, our, our daughter's party, I said, well, what, what made you decide just to focus on baseball? You know, go one sport. He goes, you know, Coach Nolan, I've played three sports my entire life. I've never had a break. I've never, I've gone from football to basketball to baseball since I was probably seven or eight years old. I've never had a break. So I don't know how good I can be in one sport if in fact I really focus on the memory muscles for that one sport, if I can really focus on the proper technique and hydration and everything else. And I think that sometimes is one of the issues that, you know, we as parents have to, to look at. Are we giving too much to our kids? Are we making them do too many things? As opposed to, you know, there was somebody used to say a long time ago, well, you know, college coaches want the kids to be multiple athletes now. Eh, not necessarily. You know, it really doesn't have that. And, you know, for instance, football and soccer, two different sports, two different issues. You know, in soccer, when we're as a kicker, we don't we, we don't go forward. We there's really no follow through. And in football kicking, of course, there's follow through. So just like anything else, I think to your point is having that proper care. And finding out if there's an issue that comes up in baseball season, well, you know what? They may not be able to go to get it fixed because mom and dad want little Johnny to go into the football practice, you know, and then the kids, you know, he's not old enough. He or she's not old enough to say, mom and dad, I'm really not. Well, ah, take some, take some ibuprofen. You'll be fine tomorrow morning. So um, here's, I guess the last question for you, both you guys, I know you're busy. So where can people learn more about like about what you guys are doing and some of the cool things that maybe you and Dr. and Sam you're looking at doing for the, for the young kids uh, in around chiropractic care. So um, we have all of our stuff is on social media. So we have an Instagram account and a Facebook account called Crans Chiropractic Clinic. We do post a lot of our, you know, um, stuff on there. We are about to, my dad's very old fashioned. So we're about to launch our website that will have a whole component on um, athletes and kids. Um, so they'll be able to read on that. And then another great resource for parents. And if they, if they're listening to this podcast and say they don't live in the Marietta area, um, the ICPA, it's an International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, um, and that's what I'm getting my diplomate through. And my okay. dad actually learned from the main person who had created it a long time ago. But that is where all of our research in pediatric chiropractic comes from. They are the main contributors to that. So um, if parents go to the ICPA website, they'll see all about everything that how chiropractic helps with kids. It's an incredible organization. Um, but, you know, in terms of what we do, we're also always happy to get on the phone, come in for a free consultation to see kind of what we do here. Um, we're always, both of us are, education is very, very important to us. Yeah. And I think I've had five or six of my guys in the last year come to you guys for some, yeah. for some consultation as well. And, you know, every one of them has come back and said, Hey man, Dr. Clarence was awesome. You know, they were, they, they took care of a problem that we thought was going to be a bigger problem and, and steer us in the right direction. So, you know, I think that's why, you know, this discussion uh, with both of you is so important for not just, the, again, not just for the parents, but for the high school athletes as they get ready to go to college, because it, you know, it's, they're going to set up, have a whole different set of things they're going to do, no matter what sport it is, they're going to have to have a, a better understanding of not, not just workouts, but their time management and their time management around the workouts. And I, I see that so often where, you know, the kids will, you know, the nutrition guide that we have and the strength and conditioning guide that, that we, that we have, the reason why we developed that was for one reason only. We see a lot of the kids, they jump in from the, you know, the practice. Next thing you know, oh, there's a McDonald's right there. They go to the drive-thru, grab a burger and some fries on the way to the next practice. 
or they get home from the late night practice and then it's 10 o'clock at nighttime and, you know, they're getting something else to eat. So the more I think to the parents that are on this podcast listening and to the high school athletes, it really is about the care of yourself. I mean, it really comes down to how well do you really want to feed that engine that you have? You know, how much do you want to make sure that you have in that tank every time you're training? And if you don't have it, you know, you shouldn't go out because that's probably when you get more injured and hurt more is in when you don't have the proper hydration and nutrition and everything else going for you. Would you agree or disagree with those things? I would completely agree. Absolutely. Okay. So do you have one final thought? Um, and first of all, where can people go to learn more about your, your about your company again? You can um, go to our social media. We have an Instagram and Facebook. It's Krantz Chiropractic Clinic. And okay. then I would say in the next, hopefully month, we'll have our website up and running. And then you can also call us at 770-928-2663. And I can send okay. over any questions, answer anything. Um, and we're always happy to educate. Good. And- Foremost, thank you yeah, so thank much you. for incorporating us. Oh, you're welcome. Your, your do, you have one fun, do you have one final thought before we go you want to leave us with today? Why be sick if you can be very healthy and happy? Amen. And I think Amen. a cheesesteak a, cheese a day with some tasty cakes. Well, keep exactly. the doctor away. Well, keep the doctor away. Exactly. Right? So listen, everyone, thanks very much for joining us once again on our podcast, Don't Kick Your Coverage. Please, everyone, share the likes, dislikes, podcast lives. Everything that we try to talk about, again, from Don't Kick Your Coverage is really focused on the high school athlete and their parents. And I, you know, for our Atlanta listeners and for all the people I work with in the Atlanta area, you know, anytime you need Dr. Krantz's phone number or getting a time set up, please feel free to give me a shout. Okay, once again, this is Coach Nolan saying thank you, Dr. Krantz and Dr. Krantz. Have an awesome day to your health, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Okay, God bless. Take care of yourself.